Have you ever felt like there isn't enough time in the day or like you don't have time to take care of your well-being and build your dream? Or maybe you felt like it's impossible for you to go to work and still build that business that you envision at the same time. Well, so have we. And this is why we decided to make this podcast. This podcast is not just for PTs, OTs, MDs, or RNs. It's for everyone in healthcare. Our mission is to inspire you to make healthcare a better place and to build your business or brand through stories and real-life examples of some of the top leaders and entrepreneurs in healthcare. There's no better time than now. Welcome to Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Off the Clock Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. Guys, as usual, I am your co-host, Mr. Carl Bourne Jr., and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Paul Cornelius Evans O'Cheng. Paul, say what's up to the people. Hello, everybody. Please, nobody call me by my full government name. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, do not. Under any circumstance, see me in the streets and call me Cornelius. <laughs> we will play. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready today. Call me all right. Me. All right. So uh, also on the podcast, guys, today we have two special guests for you. We have the creators, the founders, Dr. Casey Coleman and Dr. Joseph Googie are here from Pre-PT Grind, the accepted system. So guys, thank you so much for making some time out of your busy schedule to, to join us. Always a pleasure, oh, it's man. pleasure. Pleasure's ours, bro. Pleasure's ours. Let's do it. Let's do it. They're not just, they are the leading voices in the Pre-PT game. We got to be very clear about that. You're right. You're right. They're the ones that are running the show. So we got to give them credit where credit is due. That's true. And, you know, part of it too, for the listeners that, you know, it's all about entrepreneurship on this podcast, but part something that we need to address with the listeners is that for a lot of the things we talk about, you know, everything's usually super light, but we got to understand like with these two guys, we have the blessing of having known them for almost all our lives. But then on top of that, they put in a lot of work when it comes to like getting pre-PTs into PT school. They put in the work in their business because they've got their business. They all got their own jobs and they're serving at like an extremely, extremely high level. And that's why I say they're the leading voices in the pre-PT game because I don't say that lightly. Like a lot of people can hop on, do like a couple of Facebook lives and then call it quits. But these guys show up like machines, just they, you can almost... To the point, you can almost predict, like, Tuesday, they're going to be here. Wednesday, they're going to be here. Sunday, I'm going to see Casey on Instagram Live. Thursdays, I'm going to see Joseph and Casey on the pre-doc page. Like, Wednesdays, I'm going to see them in the acceptance system. Like, you can predict, like, they're machines, and they continually serve, men and they over-deliver 100%. So that is why, like, we, without a doubt, these two right here, man, game changers. Without a doubt, game changers. So I just had to put that in there. And for me, I've had the pleasure of knowing Joseph since we were Dr. Joseph. My apologies, we're professionals. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> knowing Dr. Joseph since since we were young cats back in the day. And uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing Casey as well, Dr. Casey, since our college days. So it's it's been a pleasure for me just to be able to be able to converse with them and just see their growth 
from uh, day one, honestly, back when they just had a podcast. Man. 2017, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you wanted to add anything into that before we get into it. I'm just grateful to be here, man. Uh, this is this is an honor for, for both of us. I'm sure, I'm sure Casey could say the same. I think that intro felt, I don't know, man, it's... It's just a pleasure, bro. But we love what we do. That's what, that's what makes it fun. And um, life's life's pretty easy when you're with when you're working with someone else who's just as hungry as you are. You know what I mean? And I I, I think that's what's made this a blast. Is that I tell Casey all the time he's the best business partner in the world because uh, it, it's just never felt. It's just never felt like work. You know what I mean? Like I mean, we we have different things that we like see and we try to. Where our personalities are different, so th- like our strengths and weaknesses are different. But at the end of the day, um, our desires the same. Our our passion for what we do for pre-PTs and so on and so forth is the same. And I think that's what allows us to do what we do day in and day out. And it's it's always growth, but it's a blast. We have a lot of fun doing what we do, and that's why we've been able to do it at the level that we have, man. But it's a pleasure to just be here with y'all and just see what y'all are doing for the entrepreneurial game and just your growth as well. Just doing this in real time as y'all are growing as well is one of the coolest things that anybody can do. And, and, and that's pretty much it. But um, case, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, bro, before we get, we get started. No, that, that was great. You pretty much said, said a lot of what I was thinking. It's uh, when you're talking about like, I guess, entrepreneurship and doing stuff on the side, uh, you just have to have as much fun with it. I guess, as opposed to making it seem like work or a job or a test you have to study for, because it's like, what can you handle struggling through or what, what is worth, you know, struggling for or what, how, how can you find like the fun in the struggles? I guess you can say you can put that any way you want, but if you can find fun in staying up late to edit a video that you're going to post on Instagram later, you, that's it. You won. Like that's, that's the hardest part because the pleasurable stuff is easy to get likes, making money. That's anybody can get through that. But if you can get through, you know, paying the taxes and having people, you know, on the fence about buying your course and ghosting you, then rejecting your offers. And if you can have not necessarily fun, but if you can get through that without mentally falling apart, all the other stuff is, is it, is, is, is a game over. So that's kind of like what we had to evolve through to kind of, I guess, like Paul said, get on top of the game of the pre-PT world. Because a lot of people are just going to, as soon as they hit that first roadblock, it's, it's, it's done. But if you can love it, if you can learn to love it, boom, the sky's the limit. And that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want us to start off, actually, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, what you just said, Casey. Because I think that's something that a lot of people who are either currently entrepreneurs or are aspiring entrepreneurs uh, that they have issues with. And I think that the two of you would be able to kind of give some clarity in terms of, of this topic. So, you know, as you guys first got started in business and you were trying to navigate, you know, launching your course, just getting everything together with that. And, you know, you talked about dealing with people ghosting you, rejection, things like that. What do you think actually was able to help you continue to push through those objections? Because I'm sure there were times where you guys may have thought, you know, maybe, maybe it's me, 
you know, maybe it's something that I'm doing. Maybe I'm not delivering the message the right way. Maybe this just isn't something that people really want. Talk, talk to us a little bit about how you guys were able to push through that and, and, and you know, ultimately come out on the other side of it. Okay, so a quick, quick little two things that comes to mind when I think of this. I think of both sides. So I think of, yes, we have to be honest with ourselves as a business, just like we tell our students. Okay, like, you're, yo, you're a pre-PT, you have this grade point average, you're trying to get into this school, like, let's be realistic, all that stuff. Like, we have to do the same thing about our business, right? So that's one side of it. Like, maybe we do suck. Maybe we didn't have a good offer. Maybe we could have done something better. Maybe that's why they didn't buy, or maybe that's why they didn't respond, or whatever that is. Like, we just got to get better. That's one side. But the other side, I've come to realize, like, it's not always about me. It's not always about what we did in the business. And sometimes I have to reflect on myself as to why I didn't buy something, like why I didn't choose one experience over the other. It might not be about the business. It might just be about what I needed at that time, what I wanted, uh, other stuff going on in life. Uh, it could be a multitude of factors. Like, you know, I, I still have my car from 2000, I think 13. I could have bought a new one, but, and it's, and it's not necessarily the business fault as to why I didn't buy a new one. It's, it's all because it's me and what I wanted. So if a pre-PT doesn't join our course or follow us or like a certain post or whatever, it might not be because of me that day when I think it is. They might not even be thinking about me. <laughs> like they probably got so many other things going on and, and I'm here maybe getting caught in my feelings about the business when it might not even be about what I think it's about. So that's just real quick two points that came to mind when you brought that up. Yeah, it might, on one side, it might be us. Like, we got to get better. Like, we got to upgrade things as we move forward in the years of doing this business stuff. But on the other hand, maybe not. <laughs> like, maybe it's not us um, all the time. So it's a, it's a balancing act. It's, it's a kind of game in this whole thing. But yeah, that, that's just what came to mind when you said that. Yeah, and I, I think what I'll add to that too is this, um, Casey just hit it right on the money. And the reason why I pointed to him was because um, Casey's kind of gone through that journey faster than me. I struggled with that a lot longer. Like, I mean, Casey's personality is very like, yo, just like how you were saying uh, being a machine, Paul, that's how I've seen Casey because he just kind of had to go through that a little earlier and figure out, yo, like the insecurities I'm feeling or the, the roadblocks that I'm feeling, are they really legit? Like, is it, is it me? Like you have to realize that as an entrepreneur, you're always going to care about your business more than anyone ever will, more than any other uh, client you will ever have, more than any employee you will ever have, more than anybody. So for me, like I naturally think about my business a lot. Like Casey does too. Like we just do because it's our baby, but everybody's not waking up thinking, wow, what's pre-PT grind doing today? Like nobody does that. Like nobody's, nobody's taking a shower pondering, man, I wonder what Casey's going to drop today. No, they don't give a crap, right? Like they have their own lives. They're thinking about like what they had for lunch. Maybe it's upsetting their stomach. They're thinking about the exam they have tomorrow. They're, they're thinking about the fact that they weren't able to work this week because somebody's sick. Like y'all, like I, I think like Casey actually posted this. It's like the, the moment, I, I'm paraphrasing, the moment you will stop stressing about what other people think about you is when you realize how seldom they do, right? It's, it's these, like people don't really think about you all that much. So it's really not about you. So, so, so that's something that Casey went through faster. I struggled with that a lot more. Like I, 
I, I personally struggled with like, and, and part of that I, I came to realize was my ego was the fact that like, I, I attached my identity too much into like even pre-PT grind. Like while y'all were our students, I was still struggling with it. You know what I mean? It's like, just literally going through that and feeling like, shoot, like, man, like nobody did, like, nobody like, like that. Or like, bro, like we'd sell like $60,000 worth in like a week. And then one person would say, no, and I'm like, what did I do wrong? Does this mean this is the, y'all, it's ish like that that actually messes people up. It's just a roadblock. But, but it's one, realizing that people seldom think about you. So get over yourself. But number two, it's also realizing that we live in a world where you are guilty until proven innocent. In the oh. business game, in the business game, you are guilty until proven innocent. Please understand that. Like, I think a lot of people go in thinking, yo, like, if I just put out a few videos, if I put out a few podcast episodes, like, people are just going to pop. No, people are, like, think you're suspect. Like, they don't know. Like, how many times have we seen somebody, like, post some ads and we're like, yeah, they're probably just trying to whatever. Like, like you're always, like, speculating. Like, and the reason is because there's so much trash out there. But the beautiful thing is that there's a lot of good stuff out there too. And so, so the only way you win is just by being there longer. So that's how you're proven innocent. Like recently we did for, for our current season of students, I actually asked them last Wednesday, I said, how long have y'all followed our, our platform? Some people said two years. Some people said one year. Some people said three months. Some people said six months. I asked them point blank in a, in a massive training. I asked them, I was like, why did you not buy our product before? They told us, they were like, uh, I thought it was too expensive. I thought I could do it by myself. I didn't really know if I could trust y'all. Like they were telling us, but they had already bought. So it didn't matter no more. Right. But then it helped us realize that the only reason why we won was because we kept putting ourselves out there. So people like y'all understand this, your intentions are always going to be discovered. People will always figure it out. People will always think like, it, man, people are not stupid. Like they are, they, 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 they do assume the worst, right? Remember you're, you're guilty until proven innocent, but people will always figure it out. Eventually they're like, they, they will always know, yo, these people were only in it for the money. But if they're like, yo, how in the world are we going on their Instagram? These people got like 2000, whatever. I'm, I'm actually going on Instagram as I say this right now. So I could give y'all the, 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 the real numbers. But like these people, if you go on their Instagram, it's not super big. They have 2,836 followers, but they have 1,365 posts. Well, they're not some overnight like thing. They're not some scam artist. Okay, let's go to their Facebook group. They got 4,000 people in their Facebook group. Whoa, that's cool. But how many videos do they drop all the time? Like if you go to like their like, you know, post, there's like, well, like hundreds of videos that they've done just for that group. Y'all, like, then they start realizing, damn, maybe these guys do actually care. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. And so, so for us, it's realizing that and just knowing that the long-term game, people hear that a lot, but that's why it works. It's because in business, you are always guilty. Man, do not get in your head. Like, if you've been doing this thing for three months and you're like, man, it's not working, well, people still think you're guilty. Just keep serving them. <laughs> like, like, it might take two years for them to actually work with you. They may never actually pay you a dime but you better keep showing up or you'll never have a shot at actually getting the clients that you could potentially get to build what for now is a six figure company will be a seven figure company. But the only reason why we got there was because we did that consistently and we will always do that. Like I will never, like Casey and I will never stop that part because we understand that the only way people trust us is by just showing up. You know, what's crazy about that is just to kind of echo that point. So for those of y'all who don't know, Joseph is uh 
the performance coach for my business. And uh, we were working on a landing page for moms. And I remember um, one of the things that you told me to do was to reach out to a bunch of moms and like have them see and give me feedback. And I remember one mom in particular, like went through everything and then straight up sent me a message and said, that sounds like you're being too salesy. Like, it sounds like you're being like, it's too much. And then what's crazy, and this is where it hits that guilty into proven innocent, because the product we're selling is amazing. And it solves the very issue that she was dealing with. Literally solves the very problem that she was dealing with. But her response to it was like, one, it just sounds like ah, you want my money. Or it sounds like you're understanding or you're making it feel like you don't get it because by calling me a superhero, like it, le- it puts me up to a standard. So now I'm like, okay, well, you're dealing with a bunch of like internal stuff. And I understand that. But what would you have me change? What would you have me address? Right. And for her, she's like, well, I wish it was more like my chiropractor's office. And I'm like, well, it's a website. So I really can't do all that. But what would you do? And she explains to me like what it would take for her to be like, yes, I'm in. And looking and reflecting over that, it's 100% that very thing where it's like, it's almost insane because I, I always look every single day, I look how many people saw these landing pages and I look who clicked and I look who went through it. And it's like, a lot of people are seeing it, a lot of people interacting. But I've also come to understand that it's probably going to take a couple of, if we're just going to talk like ads alone, it's going to take a couple of ads first before they even bother to schedule a call because they're probably seeing this for the first time. And they're seeing a video of some guy talking about moms. So I'm highly unqualified. And then I'm talking about pain points that a bunch of moms told me they're having. And even still after that, they're still not saying I want and I want to get rid of my pain. Why? Because I could just be sleazy. I could be just some guy that wants their money. I could be just some dude that says, I have this thing that will solve this thing for you. But, you know, in I'm, I'm a high D, right? If you've done the disc assessment, I'm a high D. So I'm just be like, here it is. <laughs> Take it or leave it. But that guilty and proof innocent thing is so real. And it leads me to the next question where for you guys, right? So obviously, you should not be in the business for money. But money is also a component of the business. Like we, it has to be addressed. If it's not addressed, then you just have like a really expensive hobby. So when it came to like the issues that you guys faced at the beginning, how did you keep yourself from getting desperate to start focusing on like, well, we're not making enough or not enough is coming into the account monthly, yearly, quarterly. And how do you address that? Because like I said before we started recording, like when people start acting out of desperation because they start worrying about that money, that's when things start like going downhill. So how'd you guys address that? Well, first of all, uh, your business is about money. Let me flip this a little bit for you. <laughs> um, someone actually sat me down recently and said, Joseph, what's the purpose of a business? And I said, to help like our people that we're trying to serve. He's like, heck no. You might as well, like, you can do a service project that does that. What's the purpose of a business, Joseph? I was like, no, no. He said, it's to serve you. So, so let's get that first. But, but we get the two mixed up. So, so this is where people usually get lost because you're like, yeah, money. And then we get like, so like, and now we're attached to it. So for first of all, let's make one thing very clear. The only reason for a business is to ultimately become profitable. Casey and I could serve pre-PTs for free and just do this thing and still be like, we're helping the world. Great. But if we want a business, it, it's, it's like you want money eventually. Now, how you get it 
is the difference between a business that is like urgent and desperate and, and, and fails or one that actually thrives. Does that make sense? First of all, like before, I, okay, cool. Okay. So, 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 so let's, let's not get that twisted. Like it's, it is about money. Now, now the, 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 the question that you asked re regarding like urgency of coin, that's where it gets dangerous because when you make decisions out of the urgency of coin, then you will make stupid decisions in your business and your business will have a very difficult time thriving. Now, the way Casey and I were able to do that was simply because we were doing multiple things at once. I think a lot of times, um, and, and, and Casey, I'll have you like dive in on this a little bit too, man. But I think because we were doing multiple things at once and we had already made it very clear that we were doing this like long game. Like we were not, in like we had not, we had no intentions of doing something that was like for a few months and then like chill out. Like before we released our first course, Casey and I, like, like I was in Texas, Casey was in the Midwest and we were talking and we were like, yo, how long are you going to do this for? And we're like, indefinitely, like, let's just do it for as long as possible. So we, we already knew that we were going to win by default because whoever was in this game, we were just going to play longer. Like it didn't matter if we were like more famous. It didn't matter if whatever, we were just going to play longer. We were going to listen longer. We we're going to listen better, serve better. And ultimately that would lead to a healthy business. But the way we did it was we were still able to do other things at the same time. What do I mean by that? Well, one, like we started it as students. Casey was doing other things to make sure he was fine financially. Like we weren't trying to like force the agenda because we were like homeless and like not able to eat. Now, I know a lot of times we hear like, yeah, let go of everything and just go for it, which, which is cool. Like, I mean, I mean, can we just be real? Like it's, it's cool. It's great. It definitely lights a fire because you're able to act. But realistically speaking, most people that do that end up making very bad decisions in their business. They end up doing a lot of very urgent things that actually hurt their business and never serve the population. Like you should feel like you're pouring more into your audience than you're ever pulling out. Casey and I have made some good money with the business off of free PT grind, but we honestly feel like we've given way over seven figures worth of value. Casey, would you agree with me? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, so, so we've poured way more in terms of value so that when we go to, to get a withdrawal, which sometimes is monetary, right? And we ain't ashamed of that. But, but when we go for withdrawal, we know we're not over, like we're not overdrafting. Because businesses that function out of the urgency of coin are overdrafting. So what happens, like if you overdraft for a bank, how in the world am I expecting to do that for my business and it not succeed? Like, like so, so, so that's the biggest thing. So as physical therapists, we're like, we're both still PTs. Like I'm not in the clinic as much as I used to be, but I still have other ways of bringing in money. Like y'all, like we're not, we're not doing this and saying, oh yeah, man, let's just, like if Casey and I were like, oh man, let's just drop every single thing we do and just do this and nothing else. And yo, like we'd actually be shooting ourselves in the foot because we would not be giving ourselves the breathing room to actually allow time to do what it does. We know that if we keep serving at the level we're serving, it's going to continue growing because it has like you look at the past two years, it's just done that, but we haven't forced the agenda. Like when Casey and I are, are like talking and meeting and, 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 and brainstorming, we're not saying, yo, what's going to give us the biggest turnaround of money? No, we're like, yo, how can we serve them better? And how can we reach more people so that the people that are a match for us can ultimately work with us? When we do that, we ask better questions. We create better products. We have a better message 
And then more people, because remember, over time, remember, pr guilty until proven innocent, over time, we're being proven innocent, and the right people end up saying, well, I want to work with y'all. But they don't do it just because we were running ads, or it's because we just kept playing the long game. But we did it by realistically doing other things. And um, there's a fine line with that, too. You don't want to be too distracted. Like, you, you, you still want to be focused on what you're building. But use, like, it, it's okay to have other hustles. Like, Casey is still in the clinic full time. I'm in the clinic part time. Like I have other, like we have other things that we use to bring in money so that we can play this thing long. So we don't have to do anything stupid. Otherwise, like Casey, I don't know about you, bro, but like, I don't think the business would last too long if we did things out of urgency rather than using the momentum and, and, and the beauty of like, y'all, it, it, it's a process. Like we love this issue. That's why we can coach people through building their businesses because we've actually gone through the ups, the downs, like all this other stuff, and we're seeing it actually work, right? But we've done it just by time and actually growing through it and figuring out why did that not work? Cool, let's try something else, great. Oh, that worked, great, let's do that until it doesn't work. Like, that's how the game works, and that's why business is so fun. But then when you get to a point where you're making so much money that you can actually now, like, now you have options. But like, most people don't give themselves options, and that's why they ultimately like crumbled their own business. But for Casey and I, we're setting it up so that if we're like, if we want to work as PTs, we can. Like, if we don't, we don't have to. Like, like nothing is ever going to be like a stupid decision. But but that's how we've been able to do it. Casey, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, but I don't know. <laughs> there's not much I can, but uh, a few thoughts that came to mind when you were talking is efficiency with your time and kind of humility. So humility, the first thing, from knowing a little bit about you know you paul and carl and the people who might be listening i don't think that's as big of a problem as you know if we were on a different podcast or something seems like a lot of people are like yeah i could do you know two three side hustles no problem like so i don't think that's the big thing but but for people who it is you just can't let that get in your own way like nobody like we what we were saying that you know at the beginning of the podcast People don't really care if you're doing a couple of things that on the side or if it, this is your only thing. They just care about the, the results that they're giving them, really. So one, make sure that's there. And two is your efficiency of time. Um, I'm curious to know if the people who are like jumping into their own side hustle or their business are more efficient than people doing side hustles, like us, for instance. So I'm curious to know if like the people going all out in their business are they really using that time effectively or could they be more efficient if they did have a side hustle? So for example, um, at least for me, like when I was younger and I was doing homework or something like that, and I had like stuff I wanted to do, whether it was play video games or whether I had like a band competition coming up or I wanted to play drums or I wanted to do something on the weekends, like I got my stuff done quicker than if I had all the time in the world, right? Like if I wanted to play video games at home all weekend, I was doing my homework on the bus. Yeah, my hand were, you know, my handwriting was sloppy and the problems maybe weren't as good as if I, you know, sat at the dining table, but it was done. And I had the whole weekend or the whole week to do whatever I wanted. So I'm curious to know, are people doing that with their business or are they just jumping into it because their lack of humility and they think it's cooler to just go all out? Then that comes, that brings into the point of what Joseph was saying. Okay, if you go all in on your business, you can't do all the stuff he just talked about. You can't have that 
um, you can't play the long game. You can't have that non-urgency of coin and you just end up making, you know, not smart decisions. So Joseph, you pretty much said everything. Those were just like the two other thoughts that came to mind when I was thinking of this. Like, are you humble enough to actually do this? And are you really being efficient, you know, with your time? Because I don't think a lot of people are as efficient as I think they could be. So I mean, we can ramble about this all day, as you guys know, but those are just my little thoughts on this on this topic. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, man, you guys hit, hit some really great points. And I kind of I want to talk about uh, a little bit of every, everything you guys just said, because one thing that me and Paul like to practice on our podcast is being as transparent with listeners as possible. Because... Uh, and this is even one of the things, you know, that I've learned from uh, the two of you, you know, going through your course and, and being mentored by you two as well, is that the more transparent you are, the more credibility you allow yourself to get from your audience. So when you talk about, and, and, and Joseph, me and you used to have this conversation all the time on the phone, and, and, and you talk about when you do things because of the desperation of coin or out of the desperation for coin. And I remember uh, when I was an undergrad, I was like real heavy into uh, Forex, foreign currency exchange market. And there was a time I spent so much of my free time like studying. There would be nights I'd stay up like to like six in the morning, barely getting any sleep studying the charts. And I actually took out... Uh, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say it, but I took out a uh, thousand extra dollars uh, in loans and I used that to fund a live account. And this lesson has always stuck with me. I took a trade and basically the profit that I was expecting from the trade was like 1K. So I'm like, I'm about to flip this. I'm about to get the 2K off rip. And, um, I remember I stayed up all night and it went up to, I was like about like 500 bucks in profit. And I'm like, Oh man, like I'm about to be rich. I'm about like this, this, this is it. And I remember I fell asleep and I woke up, it was like seven in the morning and uh, the news was supposed to come out at like seven 30 and I was up 60 bucks. And I just, I was so frustrated, man. I was like, all right, let me close it out because the news is about to come. I don't know what's going to happen. Came back to the charts later and the news actually took the market up to where my take profit was to where I would have made that $1,000. But I was so desperate for the money. I was like, let me just take whatever I can get. And I wasn't showing any type of patience it messed with me so much psychologically that over the course of that week, out of that $1,000, I lost, I'd say 60% of it out of taking desperate trades because for me, that was how I was going to eat. So I think it's so key that you guys hit on that because a lot of people, you know, when they want to start businesses and they want to build a brand and, 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 and make money off of whatever concept or idea they have, they tend to... to Think of the people who encourage them to do it, but they encourage them in the sense like you have to drop everything you're doing and, and put 100% into all of this. And what you guys are saying is that by being able to 
make money doing other things by being able to have these side hustles and, and, and other alternative streams of income. You don't have to worry about making, you know, dumb mistakes in your business because you're not desperate for coin. So, um, I think that, I think that was a, a really big, um, topic that a lot of people needed to hear. And I'm, I'm very glad that we discussed that. And it also wanted to lead me into my next question. Um, cause Casey, you talked a little bit about humility and that's something that I wanted to ask both of you guys about. So I've seen me and Paul have both seen the growth, you know, of your business over the last few years. Um, especially myself being in the first season, you know, of, of your program to now being you guys are just launched season six. So talk to me a little bit, talk to us a little bit about how, how has that transition been from where it was like, okay, not, not seeing that much money to now, oh shoot, we're a six figure business. We could take this to seven figures. How have you guys been able in the process of that to keep your egos in check in terms of how you deal with your students? Because I mean, I'm sure you guys have so many different personality types that you have to manage as well. So how have you been able to remain humble in the presence of going from not making that much money to now being a six figure business and still growing and also being humble enough to be able to maintain and, 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 and kind of navigate the different personalities that come through your course as well? Man, listen, that's actually a really good question. Uh, it's, to be honest, like, I don't mean this to sound bad to someone who thinks that six figures is like this glorious number. Um, I mean, Case, I don't know about you, bro. Like when I first thought like back in PT school and I thought, yo, build something six figures, like, that, that was unreal to me, right? So so, so, so I get it that from that perspective, it can seem like when you get there, it's like beautiful. But the honest truth is like, maybe it's just weird, but like, I don't think we give ourselves enough time to even like let it kind of sink in because for us, it's like, it, it's, it's always new problems, right? Like, like it's like for, for us, like as we get bigger, it's, 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 it's just different problems. And because, because we are still very much involved in the business, um, everything for us is still like, we're still at ground level. So for us, it's like when you're in a war and you're fighting, like as a soldier, you're just focused on what you're doing. You're not focused on the, 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 the large scale effect of what your actions are and so on and so forth. Right. So like, like, like a perfect example is, I don't know if y'all have seen, um, yo, what's that movie with Desmond Doss? Like there was a battle movie where there was essentially this soldier that like saved like 70 like uh u.s soldiers like during the second world war um i, I can't remember something hill I, I, anyway bottom line is this soldier was focused on just saving each life every single time he was like one more like give me the ability to do one more and what he did is overnight um he essentially like saved like 75 like soldiers lives who would have essentially just been left up there to die like during world war ii and i had the honor of meeting the guy but it wasn't until later that he was getting like the presidential like medal of like honor or freedom or whatever it is. But like he, he, in the moment, he wasn't thinking about the fact that he was like going to be a war legend. He wasn't thinking about the fact that he was going to do all these different things. And so for Casey and I, I think that's the first thing is that we're still in it. 
So we just don't spend enough time just like thinking about that because that usually means that you're slowing down. Like if you're, let me put it this way. If you're ever getting to the point where you're starting to like have an ego build up, then chances are you're not moving anymore. Like, like chances are that you've actually stopped long enough to say, wow, look at what we did. Now I don't mean don't celebrate. Like, please, we celebrate our landmarks. Like we say, yo, this is dope. All right, great. What's next? That's the part that we always skip to. It's like, what's next? So like right now, like as we talk, Casey and I have already filmed out a whole new course that we're going to be releasing soon. Like no one knows that. Like, like we're, we're in the grind, y'all. Like we're about to fly out, you know, to do a mastermind retreat this weekend. And then we're back at it. Like we have a season we're doing right now. So we do that. After that, we're like, cool. How can we keep serving them? Cool. What's next? Boom, 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 boom. So we don't have time for that. So number two, I think it's also who we have around us. Uh, for me personally, it's my wife. Like she don't let me get nowhere big headed, nothing. Like she just, like, she's just very like, Paul, you know, Eliana very well, man. She's very like level headed. And so, so I don't really have a chance to have a big ego like at home. Um, I, there are, there have been times where it's like, Ooh, like, but, but she's quick to just say, All right, come right back down. Um, and I think the, the other person is Casey. Casey is very like, very like level headed y'all. Like, if y'all don't know Casey, my man is probably one of the most level-headed dudes I know, which probably makes our business partnership so dope because he never gets too high, never gets too low. He's like, all right, yo, all right, cool. What's next? I'm sure when we get to a million dollars, he's like, all right, cool, man. So this is great. Like, 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 we'll be hyped. Don't get me wrong. We'll be excited because it's beautiful. But it's like, okay, what next? I think the only time it ever gets bad is if we ever stop. If we ever stop and, and now it's like, it's like, it's like it's like when you finish like your NBA career. Now you stop and you're like, wow, look at my career. Like y'all, if you if you never stop, then you don't give yourself a chance to ever let your ego take over. But that's those are my two things. Case, what's yours? Yeah, I like I like the second part when you talk about community a little bit because like yes, we we have done a lot of stuff, but at the same time, like we still haven't done shit, right? Because if you look at like you guys, Carl and Paul, you guys know like the community we're in. People are doing like millions, you know, 500,000, this and that. Like, if we look that way, we'd be like, damn, like, <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. Like, we ain't do shit. Like, yeah, a little 100,000, cool, it feels good. But dang, Greg is doing that. Ooh, Paul Goff did that. Kyle Rice did that. This, like, I know we're not supposed to compare ourselves and all that stuff, but sometimes, you know, it might be okay to like put our egos in check. So, like, I love that part, like, because sometimes I'm looking, and I'm like, dang, they're killing it. Like, we got to get to work. Like, let's do this. And, and the other part I love is, like, um, you talked to, you said something that just, that just triggered this thought. But, like, you know, when, you know, big CEOs and big businesses talk about, like, the janitors and, like, you have to be able to go down to the floor, to the basement, and do the mail and sweep up the floor and all that stuff. They're talking about having that humility and ego in check to help grow your business. Because if you don't know how every part works, you're not going to grow and all that stuff. I don't know what you said trigger this, but like the same thing kind of happens, even though it's an online business. Like if there's anything that needs to be done, like either of us, like we just do it. Like if we need to get on a live stream for seven days straight, we'll do it. If, you know, we have to feature our students for a month straight and nobody knows my name and they forget about me, that's fine. I'm still on the legal papers. It's, it's all good. Like we said before, it's, it's not about me. It's about what we can offer. If I need to edit the videos because, you know, our intern team's moving on, like, I'll edit, like, whatever it is. Like, we just can't 
get too high on it because, like I said, people are killing it. And if we don't do this ground level stuff, if we're not in the trenches every day, we're not going to get to that point. We're not going to hit that million. We're not going to hit that 500,000. So, man, like it's, and this goes back to like what we were kind of saying before. Some people might see this as, you know, hard, or some people might see this as struggling. And some people might see this as like, man, I can't do that. Some people might not be able to endure this, but that's where the fun stuff comes in. That's where, you know, the joy comes in and running the business. If you can handle that, if you can handle like nobody knowing your name and, you know, doing all the background stuff and handling the, whatever it is you don't like to do, if you can find a little bit of joy in that and have that push your, you know, business forward, that's it. <laughs> you won. You, you won. Then you're going to hit that million because that pleasurable stuff is, is easy. Anybody can, you know, pat themselves on the back and say, yeah, we hit 100,000. But some people might struggle and say, man, I can't handle nobody knowing who I am. I can't handle if I can't, you know, whatever that is, that might be too much of a struggle for them. And they might not be able to handle that to hit those, those goals they want. So I don't know what, what you said triggered that, but it's just another thought that came to my head. But, but yeah. Bro, I think I want to add one more thing to it. Like I just talked, you know, Casey and I can go back and forth all day. But, but, but one more thing is also the fact, like, think about anyone that's ever done anything great, right? Like, you know what? Let's take my favorite basketball player, Kobe Bryant, because he recently passed away, right? So, so with Kobe being like the big, like, think of, oh, man, just, just realize like the difference. Oh, I'm about to trash talk somebody real quick. Um, don't disrespect this. If y'all are Allen Iverson fans, I'm just trying to make a point. All right. So the, the, the reason why like Kobe and Allen Iverson will not be in the same conversation ever is what Casey just said. Allen Iverson is one of the greatest basketball players to, to, to grace the floor. But Kobe will always go as like the, let's do top five because I don't want to start no arguments with nobody, right? Let's go top five, right? So, and the reason is he wasn't afraid of that. The, the reason is like he, AI was actually recently talking about like a conversation he had with Kobe when they were younger. And Allen Iverson was like, yo, yo, what you about to do after this, Kobe? I'm about to go to the club. And Kobe's like, I'm going back to the gym. Like nobody saw him. No, there was no cameras in the gym. There was nobody watching. There was nobody, whatever. But the reason why he was able to remember, y'all, we're talking about being legends. Like this is this is the game, right? But 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 what builds legends is one time, like how long you do it for. But the things you're doing to build your legacy. Now look at now what we look at Kobe's career. Do we look at the championships and all that stuff? Uh, uh-uh. like yes, kinda. But but if we look at the championships, then then, then all of a sudden he's irrelevant next to certain names, and he's relevant certain, like next to other names. But the things that make him different were the things that nobody saw. The things that Casey's talking about, you want to be remembered for being the one that could handle everything so that you can build yourself up. It's like, who am I becoming in the process? Like, literally, like, if you can do what Casey just said, you put yourself in a position where you can't be broken. Your business crashes. Most people that don't understand that stuff, their business crashes and they're like, I don't know what's going on. No, like, for us, it's like, all right, cool. Like, step back real quick okay that's what it was great so maybe we let that person go we can take care of that we do boom 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 boom, and we can actually rebuild it back up kobe same thing he went back to the gym he lost the championship he did this he airballed the game he went back to where nobody was watching he went back to the gym so what casey's talking about is that being willing to go to the ground floor and and find joy in it kobe actually loved it 
he loved just being in the gym and working himself to death. <laughs> like he loved it. He loved it. And because he loved it, then he was able to eat his competition for lunch, supper, dinner, midnight snacks. Like, and so that's how it works. But what everybody else sees is when the lights turn on. For our business, what everybody else sees is when we do a launch and they're like, whoa, they have a lot of people in their course. That's what everybody else sees. What nobody sees is what's going on in the background. What nobody sees is when we're messaging each other back and forth, like, yo, we got this, 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 this. What nobody sees is when we pull out a Google Doc, we're like, all right, we got to get this ish done. And we do it by Friday, cool. Then boom, like, y'all, and then, and then it's beautiful. And you're like, whoa, they're just like doing cool videos. Nah, man. No, 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 no. But then it gives you so much power where you're able to now grow with the business. Like people who don't grow with their business don't last too long, one, but are always seen as scams as well. Like when you grow with your business, what that means is this. It means that you're growing in terms of your resiliency. It means in terms of your bulletproofness, right? Like the things we were talking about before about egos and, 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 and rejection and all that stuff. You grow through that. Like, like I'm not bulletproof yet. Casey's not bulletproof yet. We're a lot more bulletproof than we were, but it's because we grew in it. Like we were, we were able to figure that out. We were able to push through those like hurdles and we grew in the process. So like, to be honest, we might not be ready to have a seven figure business. We might not be ready for it. God may have just not given us that opportunity yet because we ain't ready. So we have to keep going through this stuff and figure out like what else do I have to go through every single day so that ultimately I could set myself up to be able to handle that kind of pressure to be able to handle, but not feel like it's going to kill me just to feel like, all right, yo, it's just another day at work. Right. And so, so, so that's the difference, man. But if you're not able to do that, then maybe business is not for you. But if you are able to at least learn how to fall in love with that, then this is fun. Like this, I mean, shoot, Case and I can tell you all day, this feels like a game to us, but it, it doesn't mean it's a cakewalk. <laughs> But we love it because we're able to find the joy in all of those things. And that's why we've been able to do what we're doing. But that's also why the people that are way ahead of us have done it at much bigger levels. They've just done it for longer or they're just taking on more. And that's all it is. But they're willing to actually go to the ground floor and, 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 and do the hardest, man. Dang. Wow. You know, it's crazy um, with that, especially with the growing with the business element i think for a lot of people like kind of like casey was mentioning it's easy with the people that we surrounded ourselves with to compare ourselves i remember greg did his launch and i texted joe's and i was like this man just made such and such in like 25 minutes and i was sitting there i was like this is this is insane but on the on the on the back end i just have to think like just like you guys just like him just like anybody else like the work you put in that has to be mixed with that humility right for example like for me i think I think business being hard has made me a better student in the classroom. I think being in the classroom has made me a better business owner because I understand one with that efficiency. Like I have to schedule everything into my planner now. Like I don't, I mean, Saturdays I have free days, but I just don't have the, I have not given myself permission to have luxury time in a sense where I can just be like, well, I can do just this minimal amount and then I'm going to have xyz kind of effect it just never works like that and the people who surrounded ourselves with people bringing in 500 to a million a year people bringing in serving like 4,000 and 10,000 people people selling live event tickets for like 55 grand it's very easy to look at that and say like they clearly must not be 
putting that much, but what we see on the front end is just things are great, things are wonderful, things, things are phenomenal. In my life, like, I've constantly found myself, like, thinking, I need to go and study because I know, like, once I study, I got to do a landing page. Once I do a landing page, I got to go do this, this, and that. I have to take care of my relationship with my girlfriend. I have to do this, this, this. And I think for a lot of, like, entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, like, we tend to think that we can, in a sense, have it all, and it all won't, like, stress us or kill us, right? This is not easy. The truth of the matter, like, it's not easy to do this, especially when you're doing multiple things. But at, on the flip side, I do think that, like, what really, really sucks is having, like, an average result or a life of averageness, period, because you're either too afraid to, like, suck up to suck, or what's even worse, like Casey said, is, like, if your ego starts to get too big. One of the things I struggled with at the very beginning and, like, it made it really hard to be in our mastermind at first was I was seeing that everybody's getting these massive, massive, massive results at the very beginning. I'd be on coaching calls with like our coach and I'd be like, it's, it's crazy. People are doing like a hundred grand in three months and they're serving this, this, and that. Like we created a whole course and it did not work. But what people tend not to see is with me and my business partner is we're constantly having conversation. We're constantly trying new things, right? Even with our intern for this podcast, Carl does a very phenomenal thing where he is in constant communication and like our communication style, like what Carl's really good at is communicating to our intern, like the very exact things that need to get done. So when people hear the episode, they're like, well, the episode is fantastic. We get that all the time, right, Carl? We get that all the time when people are like, oh my goodness, the episode changed my life and things are wonderful and things are great. They don't see that Carl and I text each other like 19 times a day, just trying to like solidify time. They don't, they don't see the conversation we had today, right? Where Carl was like, oh, is it this time? And I was like, well, no, it's this time. They don't see yesterday where we had like certain disagreements where we're trying to like figure out where we can be able to place somebody that we're going to have on a later episode. They don't see that. And that's like the flip side of it, where for you and Casey, it's wonderful, like where you have two people who are able to understand and like, just put ego aside and say, this is our objective. This is our goal. This is what we're going for. Right. And having you and Casey as like, as a leading example, I think it even helps Carl and I, because for me, like, we did, so we read this book, Ego the Enemy, Ryan Holiday. And it's like, it's, it, it forced, at least me, it forced me to have to like, look at every single thing we do and say, this is definitely never going to be about me ever, no matter what. And if 10 people, so I really try to make a point of never looking at the stats, right? Because if 10 people listen to this episode and that's it, well, we've changed 10 lives. But if a million people listen to it, then we change a million lives. It's never about me. It's about the message what we're trying to do for other people. And y'all two have exemplified that in like a way that, back to that number one in the game, you guys have exemplified that in a way that honestly can't be matched, right? There's very few people I know personally, even in their own business, no shade to them. But I doubt they'll ever have the success that y'all have because of like the time and effort you've put in. Y'all went from a podcast to a multi-six-figure business. Y'all think about that? I remember the first live video to a multi-six-figure business and, and moving on, right? You're not far from hitting seven, really, truth be told. But 
the the thing that we have to understand is like business owners is like one that time time is a great equalizer because it allows us to see like what we're actually willing to do and what we're actually willing to give so it could be very easy for some of us it could be very easy for me to be like i'm a student and so i need to focus on just my studies it could be very easy for y'all to be like well i have this main job so i need to focus on that because i don't have time it's not a priority but you know we just say i just don't have time it's like saying I'm gaining weight, but I don't have time to go to the gym. It's just not a priority. You're just not willing to give enough to actually make that work. And you're not willing to wait it out enough because we want results now. Our ego says that if it's not working out, then clearly something must be wrong. Or we do we make the third mistake where we, in our business, start to like talk about every single thing we've done right and never address and take responsibility for what we've actually caused to go wrong in our own thing, Right. We, we don't, as business, business owners, take the time to be like, things that I have done have caused this to not work. We just say, well, I tried this. I, bruh, look at it this way, right? Our physics teacher, so the difference between last semester and this semester in physics is last semester, our physics professor told us, like, I will give you points for um, the work you do. So even if you get, like, a wrong answer, I'll still give you something. This semester came and said, if you get all the steps right and you still get the wrong answer, I'm, mark, I'm marking the whole thing wrong. Because now it's no longer about I gave it effort and I tried. Because at the end of the day, as business owners, we don't get paid for effort. We get paid for results. That's something I've really had to like swallow my pride about. People don't get on a call with me or they don't do because I, I tried, because I ran an ad, because I did a live video, because I got on a call. We get paid in our business because we provided a service and it changed somebody's life and they exchanged the money in their pocket with what we did. There's never going to come a day in your business if somebody's like, well, because you gave an effort, yeah, I'm going to give you something. We don't do that. Never once. Never once in the history of capitalism has that occurred. So why is it like we allow ourselves to not take that full force? With Casey and Joseph, they've clearly told us today just how it worked for them. They talked about, right? So the thing that y'all don't see is they talked about they got to do like different things that are in constant communication. What we see on our side is we just see live videos. We see a course. We see teaching. We're like, this is amazing. And it's crazy because on our side, we're like, they're doing a lot, but we have no idea just how much they're doing on the back end. Just how much their sleep they're losing because there's things that have to get done, right? <laughs> and we love sleep. And we love sleep. But the thing I have to leave our listeners with is just understanding, like, as business owners, one, we just have to, like, one, really take control, right? No matter what it is that's happening, one, like Joseph Casey said, people really don't think about you the way you think they're thinking about you. Two, you are going to be guilty until proven innocent. You have to show up continuously over and over in whatever avenue you're doing so that the service you're providing can actually change lives. And the third and final point they made was efficiency and humility. Do not let ego, shout out to Ryan Holiday, do not let ego be your enemy. Do not let your ego be the reason that your business failed because you got too caught up in it. You took things way too personally. Or worst of all, you did not want to take accountability for the results that you got. That's it. That's the hard part. It's a hard pill to follow. But on the flip side, where the four of us, we've had the opportunity to see that when people executed on a high level for all three things, 
Now, years later, they're having the result. I don't remember I read this statistic where it said like most people make their like millions and billions and like way later in life, right? We've grown up in a give me, give me, give me culture and I'm no different. I think it was just like end of last year that I fully took responsibility for me after 26 years on this earth, right? Where I said the, the, the results I get is because of me. The decisions I make will cause me to do the things I get. And no matter what, the only person I'll be looking at at the end of the day is this guy. So understand, like, it's not going to come all night. As a new business owner, as an experienced business owner, just, un like, keep grinding, keep going after it, keep putting in the work. And I promise you, if you just don't give up, the best way to lose in this game is to just stop. The best way to stop being at the top is to just stop. The best way to get <laughs> to, to stop being in the middle of the pack is just to like give up. Don't let time beat you. Just keep going, keep grinding, keep getting after it. It will work out. Time is a great rewarder. As long as you put in the work and you serve and you serve earnestly, right? I think in my devotion uh, yesterday, I was talking about like serving with dignity and integrity, over delivering, underselling and over delivering. That's what we have to do, no matter what your avenue is, right? No matter how much you're trying to make in the bank, like you just have to continue to give 110% because that's what it takes. Carl, do you want to add on anything to that? What, what can I add, bro? You, you just said everything. Like <laughs> You can add a lot. <laughs> There's literally nothing I can add to that, man. Um, I think that everything you like you you hit the the nail right on the head bro with everything you said and i think this episode was very important for a lot of reasons um you know the the, the ones that you listed but also because i think that it's so easy for especially in the society and in the age the day and age that we're living in right now it's so easy for people to get caught up on you know the things that they see on on the exterior so they don't see what goes on behind the scenes. And I think especially because we're living in a day and age where social media is like king. So you go on social media and everybody's posting all their highs, you know, they're, they're, they're posting their success. And so it, for, for a new entrepreneur or even an established entrepreneur, you always have these points of time where you're like, damn, so-and-so like always has their stuff together like all i see is them winning and it's like you don't even stop to realize like yeah that's because that's all they're posting is their wins you know people people don't like to post their 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 failures a lot of people tend to think that by showing that it it's a form of weakness when actually it's a form of strength um failures are prerequisite for success and so it's like you shouldn't get caught up in, in, in what you're seeing, you know, on social media and the surface level of things, because it's always deeper than what it seems. So I think this, was, this episode was very important for that fact. And just to kind of, you know, let entrepreneurs know that it's not easy. Like, there's never a point in the process where things are going to be easy for you. You know, there's always going to be a new mountain to climb. There's always going to be a new obstacle to overcome. 
So I think it's just being able to make sure you're equipped to keep going, which I love what, what you two said, uh, Casey and Joseph, about being able to just keep going because you're right. You know, I've found, I found the points where I've struggled is when I've stopped and been like, damn, look at what I did. And it's like, really and truly, what have you done? Like, what have you done compared to the goals that you want to accomplish? And like we always say, momentum is a crazy thing. So as soon as you stop and like legit, like you stop just to kind of bask in whatever accomplishment it is that you've accomplished, you start to decline because you're no longer riding the momentum train. You, you, you kind of get stuck in the fact like, like, oh man, like, look at me, I'm doing this. And it's like, no, like you have to take that point of time to stop and say like, yeah, like, okay, like I've, I've done well, but now what's next? So I'm, I'm really glad that you two touched on that. Well, without further ado, unless anybody else wanted to add on anything to this, this has been another phenomenal episode of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. Um, y'all, like we're really honored that y'all too. By the way, Joe and Casey are sponsors of this podcast. So it's phenomenal when they can take time of their very busy schedule to fit us in. But no, for real, I know that a lot of people like listening to this, they, they got something. They got something. So don't just listen. Go apply. All right, take that one nugget you got and go apply. And before we let you guys go, for any, you know, pre-PTs that are listening right now, and uh, this might be, you know, their early exposure to you guys, tell them how they can, you know, connect with you guys if they want to, how they can, you know, follow up with, with the pre-PT grind and everything you guys have to offer and like what platforms you guys are on as well. Yeah, somebody on our podcast said this a while ago, like, if you can't find us on the internet, you're not looking hard enough. Like, just put just type in pre PT grind on Google, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, on TikTok. Like, yo, we're we're everywhere. So if you need anything, type that into whatever you prefer. Send us your little message. Send us your question. Send us your email. Send us your video, your voice message. I don't care what it is. And we'll get back to you. If you can't find us, you're not looking hard enough. Uh, you can find everything at preptgrind.com, really. But if you prefer Instagram over Facebook, we're on all of them. So we'll see you guys on the internet. That's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you all. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. This episode was brought to you by The Accepted System. The Accepted System is a program that helps pre-physical therapy students get into physical therapy school without wasting time or money. This episode was also brought to you by PhysioMemes. PhysioMemes helps PT businesses to increase their referrals through word-of-mouth marketing by growing their brand with an online store. PhysioMemes. This episode was also brought to you by the Acceptance Navigator series. Most pre-PT students go on to spend hundreds of dollars applying to multiple DPT programs, with the majority of them having less than 40% confidence that they will actually get accepted that cycle. You have been taught that regardless of all the work you put into applying, you really don't have much control over your acceptance into PT school. The truth is, you actually do. Let the Acceptance Navigator series show you how. You can find them at www.acceptancenavigator.com.
When you go on there, make sure to let them know that Paul and Carl sent you over to jumpstart your acceptance into physical therapy school. Thank you for listening and keep tuning in.